Welcome to the universe. What if I told you that you have the universe within? What would you want to explore? Will you have come to the right space? This is the universe with Naomi Hoot. Are you ready? Hello there, beautiful universers, and welcome to another universe podcast. Today I have with me Teresa. First of all, congratulations for launching your first podcast. I know you've been talking about this for quite a long time now, so I'm so happy for you. I cannot wait to see where this takes you, where it takes all of us. And yeah, congratulations. Thank you. And I know that you might start one too someday. So that's the exciting part. I might do that. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to be here today. Thank you for doing this with me. I'm so excited. There's so many things that we can possibly talk about. So let's dive right in. Let's do it. So what is something you'd like to share from your heart regarding self-love, self-worthiness and your journey towards that? Mm. Okay, so for me, I think the concept of self-love and self-care, many people have different definitions of what that means. But for me, I think self-care and self-love is a remembrance of who you truly are. And I think the answer to that is something that we will be exploring throughout the rest of our lifetime, this particular incarnation on Earth. I feel like it's an unending journey of ups and downs. And there is never really an, a true, true answer to it because I, I honestly don't feel like we would ever unlock our true highest potential like via one lifetime, right? And for me, I think that remembrance of who you are really goes back to that one question, which is who and what are you anchored on? Like, where are you anchored on? What are your values? Mm. Because at the end of the day, you know, you could be a very beautiful looking house. I'm going to use that as an analogy. A really beautiful house with like a swimming pool. The paintwork is amazing. But if your foundation is not strong, a storm can happen one day or three big bad wolves will come and blow your house down and then yeah. what happens you start to collapse so for me i think self-love and self-care really involves the journey of going inwards to remember who you are and i think that is uh, for some people and even for me as well when i first started this i had no idea how to go inwards i think you can do things like meditation you can do morning walks you can read up about it but when you do open and close inverted commas, go inwards, you start to ask yourself, what exactly am I looking at? And is there something that I'm looking for? Mm. So I think that backs a really huge question. And to be honest, I don't have the answer for it. And that is why I caveat this whole thing by saying that it is a journey. Yeah. It is a journey of going up and down. And some days you might feel, yes, I think I know what selfless is. I think I know what I stand for. And there may be some days where, you know, you feel like you've been thrown certain challenges in life and you start to question the very foundations in which you believe you have built your values and your systems on. Then what happens? You know, I think that then backs the question of do you then hold on to that structure and that belief and recognition of who you are? Or do you kind of go, okay, maybe this is not really working now because the groundwork is great but the soil is changing maybe the weather the season is changing but is there a way to flourish and to be flexible where i'm still rooted in who i am 
but with the flexibility and the option to maybe pivot so that I can allow myself to look at an area and an aspect of my life that I haven't uncovered yet Mm. and go, how can I integrate this, well, they call it the shadow. How can I integrate the shadow part of myself, the unknown part of myself, into this current work that I'm doing? So it's really about allowing for space and accepting, honoring maybe the shadows or the parts of you that are at a low or even, you know, the insecurities for you to accept. and to like. So it's really about embracing it all and that's what I can see from what you're sharing it's so so beautiful when did you actually reconnect to your self-love yeah throughout your life or have you even would Mm. you say that you're still on that journey but or would you say you you're pretty much secure with who you are today Mm. that's a great question and I feel and I can only speak from my own personal experience I feel like I have been given many opportunities in the past to explore the shadows, or whatever you want to call it, right? Like aspects of myself that maybe I have neglected, I have forgotten, or maybe I have given away unconsciously, mm. right? And I feel sometimes life mirrors back to you certain parts of you that you need to reclaim again yeah, in order for you to die, not literally die, but to die and then to be reborn again. So for me, again, it is a journey. It is never ending. It's almost like what Shrek said in the movie, right? Like we are all like onions. Like you peel off that first layer and then there is another layer and another layer until you get to the core. But I feel like for me, my purpose in life is not to get to the core of who I am. I mean, it is great to know exactly who you are. Yeah. But it's important. It isn't important, but I feel like you should also enjoy the process of discovering the next layer, discovering the process of, okay, that other layer that I peeled off, I did it that way. Do I use the same way to to unlock and to peel away this current layer that Mm. I am witnessing? Mm. Because I feel every layer deserves a different approach, I Mm. feel, a different kind of love and attention. And that really allows you to then go, okay, I approached this situation this way before. Is there a better way to do it? Yeah. That so is what is healthy. what is one thing that you have used as a technique or as a way for you to peel away a, a big layer yeah. in your life? Awesome. I think in the past, I think for me, I've always been very impatient to peel mm. it away because let's just get it over and done with and <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> But that's not how the layers get peeled off, right? Bitch, please. That's right. Move out of the way. Move out of the way. And, you know, it's just like a wound, like an artificial wound that you sustain on your skin, right? You need to allow the skin to recover. You can't just peel off the scab or the plaster when it's not ready yet. And I read somewhere that someone had this beautiful analogy, right, about an egg, about life depicted in an egg so when you break an egg and there is life in there that life is probably not ready to be released out into the world but when the break happens within Mm. and it breaks out that is where the life within that little chick is ready to come out so sometimes i know for me i have been very impatient and i just want to peel off the layer but sometimes the season could be about patience yeah because other things and a lot of things need to happen 
around you that you're not even aware of for you to then be empowered to peel off that layer. And it doesn't have to be about peeling. Maybe the, the season is about sitting with that layer first and going, what is this layer that I'm supposed to release? We're so anxious to release everything, but sometimes it's not about releasing. It's about coming to terms that this exists. How can I coexist with this layer? Wow. It reminds me of the analogy with the butterfly that is trying to break out of the cocoon Mm -hmm. and this butterfly gets stuck on the way and then a human comes along and Mm -hmm. thinks to itself, oh, I'm going to help the butterfly Mm -hmm. break out of the cocoon and helps peel it open and the butterfly is free from the cocoon but then can never fly because it never learned how to get its strength breaking out of the cocoon by itself, mm. without external help, external factors invading mm-hmm. that space of growth. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because that area of growth was not possible, yes. it could never fly. I agree. So I it's agree. really, sometimes it reminds me exactly like the egg with the chick inside, mm-hmm. how something bad or something that we might see as an inconvenience or an obstacle, how mm-hmm. that might actually be your biggest your, your biggest opportunity for growth absolutely, and for you to transcend that and mm-hmm. to then help others get mm-hmm. through that too, but mm-hmm. by encouraging them to do it themselves. Yes, I agree. Wow. And I feel like, and again, I can only speak for myself. I used to really spotlight my fixer archetype. I always want to fix. Okay. And I feel like according to Robin Sharma, <laughs> he said this, he says, our brains are hardwired to look out for threats and to look out for danger yeah. and to quickly respond. So we call it like the fight and flight, right? And because of that, we've been conditioned by society that we need to fix. Like if things break, let's fix it. Someone is broken, let's fix them. We're always fixing, but we don't allow ourselves the time to pause and maybe listen and just observe what is what you perceive to be broken and then approach it from a place of patience, approach it from a place of kindness and go, this is not broken. Mm. Maybe it is meant to be shattered into a million pieces so that each piece can reflect the light that is coming through it. Yeah. Like all the stars in the sky. Yeah. Right. If there's only one star in the sky, brilliant. But don't you think it's more beautiful? Well, at least to me, when you look up in the dark sky, there are thousands and millions of like fragments of stars. So why would you want to fix that? When someone comes to you with an issue or a problem, we all, as friends or loved ones, we want to fix them, right? Because that's the natural instinct. Oh my God, get this person out of jail now, right, right now. Peel these 10 layers off. And let the person heal. But maybe that's not the case. And I feel like when you take this approach of patience, you take this approach of how can I sit with this pain, especially listening to someone's pain, in silence and allow them the space so that their pain can be validated. Yeah. And I think that's really important, you know. It's so beautiful when you were like you sharing this because it really reminds me of um, something that I recently heard when I attended a class. One thing that I uh, recently picked up and it really, really allowed me to think of how we as a collective consciousness in whole of humanity right now 
are still living in those patterns mm. from back then in those times from what was zero like like year zero up until the 1700s where we were living in coming from a place of reaction mm -hmm. so we were living coming from a place from reaction that we were often in fight or flight mode because we had to really survive and that's why our instincts tell us to be um, suspicious to be always careful with who you trust what you're doing always looking out for the next um, kind of how do you put this Like always being aware of everything and giving it a negative connotation first. So that is the state of reaction. Mm -hmm. However, the past 300 years, there's really been a shift in humanity. And instead of always coming, coming mainly from a place of reaction, we have now moved on to a whole new stage of receiving. Mm -hmm. And what you were speaking about earlier really shows, you know what? Maybe it's time to take a step back or a couple steps back and to listen, to listen what the other person has to share, yes. to listen what another person or even yourself has been going through to really digest, to integrate, sit with it, hold space. And instead of our natural instinct, which which it's, it's not a bad thing, it's just that we have gone past those times of reaction mm -hmm. and we're actually moving on to a new season a new a whole new phase of receiving because we are not living in constant survival mode anymore instead we are thinking we're creating survival mode for ourselves by causing mental illnesses or even physical diseases or whatever it is because we don't find that balance within because often we still live in that reaction mode so when we can finally allow ourselves to move on to receive wow that is where i feel like humanity is at right now coming from a collective way but even on a personal level obviously it starts it begins with the self yeah how can i actually allow myself to receive more before reacting And then think, taking a step back and then using that to really then help others to transcend the self-survival mode and instead be able to contribute back. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is this all goes back to, you know, not being reactive, but being able to respond. Mm -hmm. And I feel responding doesn't require a movement of sort at all. Responding could be choosing to be still and to listen, mm -hmm. right? And I feel like when there is so much going on around you and you're trying to put out all these little fires in life, you really lose sight and control over your breath. You start to breathe very shallowly. Like you, you can actually, you know, notice that when you are panicking or you have to solve problems and it's all great that you've got issues to solve because it's feeding into some need to feel like you exist and that you matter and that's a whole different topic for another day <laughs> but, you know like it's it's really important to respond to certain things in life like I, I get that but at the same time if you're not responding to the stillness within you that's asking you to just be still and to pause to assess what is happening around you before you respond all you're doing is chasing 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 you're literally running from one problem to another problem to another problem when is an example in your life when you actually came from a place of reaction and when you then had a similar situation but you chose to actually receive 
and respond coming from stillness. Mm -hmm. I used to be a very reactive email responder. I know that doesn't even make any sense, but <laughs> when I was working in the corporate world, I was a very jumpy person. I was a very different person back then. And whenever emails came in about work, so maybe there was a delay in something or someone couldn't do something, someone was ill, they couldn't come for a photo shoot or whatever it was, I would read the email and I would click reply Bam, 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 bam. I'm like one of those keyboard warriors where I'm like, oh my God. Oh, that's you why you type get... so fast. Yeah, I'm like, you got to get your act together. You got to come into work. I don't care. You need to... And all these things and I'll click send and that was it. No empathy. No empathy. There was no way to, for me, like it didn't, it wasn't even in my consideration field to just read the email and go, okay, so this thing happened. It's going to really mess up with my timeline for my work deliverables. How can I respond to this so that my tone is not nasty and it's not cut on the email? Yeah. And that attitude was infused and it was manifested in the way I spoke to people. I was very jumpy. I would quickly, very quickly draw into conclusions because I wanted to very quickly find out the answer. But maybe there wasn't an answer. Maybe it was an opportunity for me to just calm down. Yeah. You know, and I never saw that. And I feel like in the last wow. one year or so... How many so, emails have you sent like that? Oh my God, I have probably sent so many thousand emails where it was just really reactive. And obviously when you put a reactive energy out there, what you're going to get back is going to be explosive as well. So I either get emails that ignore me. I don't even get those emails if they ignore me. <laughs> But I either get emails that come back and go, what do you mean by this? Why are you so aggressive? And all that. And it was just very jarring. Yeah. The energy was just very... Everything was like in conflict. Everything was just horrible. I think the last 12 to 18 months has really taught me to just calm down first. People's behaviors and reactions towards you sometimes do not have to do with who you are, but who they are. Mm. And if you can look at those behaviors and go, okay, I'm going to see beyond the behavior that was committed, that is really causing me a lot of annoyance right now. See beyond that and see the person perpetrating it. More often times than not, there is a very frightened inner child who is perpetrating that behavior. And I know this because I was that person before. And having and learning and cultivating that level of empathy and to be able to see beyond a behavior, which could be a behavior that you don't condone, not asking you to condone every single behavior, but just trying to understand why is that behavior being displayed will give me more options than just reacting with a screw you, I hate you, never speak to me again. Mm. So if I can do that, I can then choose from this toolbox of responses. And the responses could be maybe I don't respond to this text today. Yeah. Give it maybe, a couple of hours. Give it a couple a of hours. Maybe never respond to this text and just drop it. And I feel like for me, the need to be right like consciously and to be right all the time is slowly being replaced with the need for peace. If I were to pursue this in a really aggressive way and I can, if I do choose it, I need to accept that the consequence of this would be war. 
right? Yeah. And potentially me and this person not ever speaking ever again. Mm. If I can live with that, sure, go for it. But now I have an option. The option would be drop the ego, drop the urge to respond today, maybe leave it for tomorrow or just forget about it completely and just walk away with peace. Yeah. And what I will get at the end of it will be peace. Maybe the friendship will be gone. Maybe the alliance will be strengthened. Who knows? But at least I can sleep well that night. Mm, it then, it yeah. really reminds me of... Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go on. It really reminds me of when I did my uh, DNA test and I realized there's an EQ mm-hmm. and I did not know what an EQ was. And that was the one that I scored the highest at. And I was like, what is an EQ? Like, I've never heard this before. Like, my IQ is just average. Like, isn't that the one that actually matters? <laughs> and then I read about an EQ and it's the empathetic skills. So being an empath, it's the emotional quotient. Quot- yes. Quotient? How do you say well, it? It's emotional quotient. Quotient, yes. yes. Emotional. <laughs> sorry. My no, pronunciation. do not be sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the emotional quotient. And that is exactly... Um, that that in in the DNA test, it was a, a very interesting phrase that said, "This is the skill that will get you the promotion." Mm. And the reason why is because you are imagining or visualizing and putting yourself in other people's shoes, in other possible realities, other possible perspectives, angles, ways of seeing it from an observing yes. perspective. Yes, absolutely. That you then have, like you said, the toolbox. Mm-hmm. It's really a toolbox, letting something sit and then choosing to give an answer. Absolutely. And like you said again, there is no right answer. Yes. It is just an opportunity. And I absolutely love how you phrased it. That was the first time I saw it from that angle and I love it. It's really every single every single thing that happens in life, every single situation or circumstance or even the worst ones could be seen and are, if you see it from this perspective, an opportunity, mm-hmm. not just for growth, but for yourself to put yourself into another person's shoes and perspective Absolutely. to see what have they gone through yes. to maybe react in mm-hmm. this specific way? Is it even them consciously making this decision? Are they even making a decision? Or are they living from a place of autopilot, from a patterned, wired behavior? And then obviously, it's. It, I, I would say, at some point when you have that um, opportunity for yourself to gain and increase your own awareness, you start breaking through all your own wirements and your own patterns and your own um, behaviors that might have been engraved in you from a childhood, from trauma, from pain, whatever it is, for protection. I actually just also found out that fat in specific places of the body, no matter how much you try to lose weight and you can't lose that specific fat in a space, that is actually protection. Yes, You're protecting some energy blockage mm-hmm. possibly yeah. possibly mm-hmm. in that uh, body part mm-hmm. and that's why no matter how much you're trying to lose weight that fat won't go it won't go because it's your body and your mind actually your emotional level or even beyond created that protection and you can't transcend that so it's really getting rid like you said the onions the layers and then wow it's like binding everything together actually. i totally agree with you and at the end of the day right coming back to your question around self-love and self-care it really is a conscious choice, okay? And I think you made a point about living life on an autopilot way because we need to survive. And sometimes the choices we make may not even be the choices that are great for us, but we make it anyway because we don't know 
better. So when you can come to a place where you know that the choices that you made in the past was made from the posture of not knowing any better, I think this is where forgiveness can come through. Mm, Okay, so absolutely. And, you know, the whole idea about having a toolbox or like a repertoire of systems, of choices, of decisions that you can make from this toolbox or platform is really, really powerful because now you are in control. You know, when you think about the manifestations that you want to manifest in your life, these are conscious manifestations. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be financially prosperous. I want this, that, the, the. You are saying these things whilst you are very conscious. Now, this is where the incongruency happens. You're consciously manifesting and saying you want these things and yet you have given your power away Mm. to choices, to beliefs, to systems, to decisions that are running on autopilot at the back of your mind without you even realizing it. And I feel one of the pillars, and I say one of because it's not just one, but one of the pillars of self-care and self-love is having that authority and the power to make conscious decisions okay are you consciously choosing to go into a fight with this person so that it brings you closer to your manifestation it could be it could be right but you are then now making that conscious decision or are you consciously choosing something else Mm. which would lead you to your manifestation now again there's no right and wrong but the decisions that you make have to always bring you closer to the life that you deserve and the life that you want. And it's all about being conscious about what you are, what you stand for, who you are, who you are anchored on, what your values are. From there, decisions can be made about how you can choose to respond to challenges and to just stuff in life. Yeah, can I ask you? Yes. Um, what moment in your life did you become more conscious? Did you take that leap mm. or that big step mm. towards you becoming conscious in every aspect? Like, mm-hmm. what was that turning point if you had one? Yeah, I feel like there will be a lot of turning points in my the life. The biggest one. But the, feel. the biggest one right now was the decision to quit my corporate job and to leave the corporate world forever. Okay, forever is a bit. <laughs> yeah, forever. I was like, <gasps> whoa, I feel the echoes okay. in the room. <laughs> forever, ever, ever, ever. Okay, for now, I would like to close the chapter on the corporate world yeah. because um, it was getting to the point, or it got to a point where I was losing control of my mind, my speech, my actions, and myself. I was moving further and further away from what I thought I wanted in life. Mm. And I was, my head was muddled up. I could not make decisions that were healthy for me, that was going to lead me closer to the life that I dreamed of. I think that was a huge wake-up call for me. And that was April 2019. That was last year. Wow, quite recent. That was very recent. And I'll be honest, I'm still crawling out of the woodworks of that but now I can smell the fresh air now I know the choices that I have I have that repertoire of systems and tools in place that I can choose right and whatever I choose again there is no good and bad 
I just need to be able to say, if I want to choose this, I need to be able to bear the consequences of that decision. Mm. Now the question is, how do I, what do I associate with the word bearing consequences? Yeah. Right? Is it a consequence that's not going to be great for me and the people around me? Or is it going to be something, again, leading me closer to the life that I want and also inspiring people and all of that? Because consequences is just a word. It's just an outcome of the conscious decision that you make. Yeah. So what decisions are you making today? that is allowing you to be okay and happy with the consequence. That's beautiful. Mm. So I actually have a couple questions for you. Please go. Okay, so if you had all the abundance in the world, mm-hmm. where would you like to be? What would you like to be doing? And where do you see yourself? Wow. That's a very profound question. I'm just going to go. Um, where I see myself, to be honest, I see myself exactly where I am now. I am very happy where I am. This is not about settling. This is not about not being ambitious. This This is not about not having a vision for my life. But where I am now, I feel I want to take this moment, this season in my life right now to really appreciate how far I have come in the last 12 to 18 months or however number I I can't count. But what is time? Yeah, I really want to take this time to just embrace where I am now. Of course, there is always going to be a better destination ahead of me. I know that. And I feel I because I know that I am not worried that I will not get there. So when I say to myself, I need to start becoming. I have decided that I am going to stop saying that because I don't need to become anything. I already am that person. To say that I have to become something means and suggests that where I am now is not good enough. Where I am now is perfect. Mm. Where I was a year ago was perfect because it led me to who I am today. I'm going to look back at this time now in five days, maybe, (laughs) and go where I was five days ago was perfect. Because the future will always present itself as the present. Mm. So what you do now is so important because decisions are made not in the past, not in the future. Decisions are made now. Yeah. So your consequences are your, is your future. So by focusing on the now and going, I am exactly where I am now. Yes, of course, I can be in a better place. I can be richer. I can be happier. But I know that this is all coming towards, like coming to me. I don't have to become this person in order for me to be happier, in order to be more prosperous. I just have to be me, be grateful for where I am, because I know it's all coming. I don't have to become a different person for things to come to me. Things are already happening for me. Like this, for example. Like this, for example. I came to your home, literally, poof, here I am. (laughs) You came to my home and that was it. Like this, we did not even speak about this, what, a week ago? Yeah. But look at how much a week has brought us. Like what has it brought us? It's brought us this. Yeah. Because we are all entitled and we all deserve a fantastic life. Okay, everybody. So to come to a beautiful ending uh, for this session at least. Teresa, is there any 
advice that you'd like to share with anyone tuning in right now or anything that they can specifically fix in their life or if you have any question for me now's the time okay for me my little word of advice and encouragement which if you able to offer to you right now is to find your anchor what are you anchored on now for some people it could be a religion it could be god some people could be you're anchored on you know the protection and the love and safety of your family some of you could be anchored on you know like what your purpose is in life your life your is in life but whatever that may be find your anchor because her anchor is the one thing that will help to ground you and will help to bring you back to why you are who you are and why you make these choices. This is the universe with Naomi Hoot. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for another episode. If you haven't yet, please like, review, subscribe, and share. See you soon.